Hello, my friends, Nigel here, and welcome to Backable, the podcast where we explore the top performance habits in both business and life. Your one role as a leader in your business is to make decisions and live by the consequences of them. On the surface, it seems pretty simple, really. So why do so many of us struggle with them? Today, Tim and Alana sit down to discuss the most important attribute a leader needs to develop to drive business growth and lead their teams through uncertain times. Today, we talk courage. Hello friends. Well, today's an interesting discussion because it probably is the thing that you cannot avoid in your company if you want it to go anywhere. And there's an old saying that it's lonely at the top, pretty much lonely anywhere, but it is lonely at the top for one reason. Because if the buck stops with you, being the owner of the business, the CEO, you're going to have to tap into your muscle of courage. I'm going to coin that phrase, muscle of courage, because you're going to have to make decisions sometime that lead the company into the unknown. And the quality of a great leader is knowing when to push forward, when not to push forward, and sometimes backing yourself despite what others think. We're going to talk about that today. Lana, Nigel, good to have you here as always, but this is a big one really, isn't it? Even when we're in a small SME starting out, that your courage is going to be tested on an ongoing basis because it is a muscle and it is something we need to continually work on and build up. And it's one thing that only you have control over. External forces, internal, it doesn't matter. You're the one who ends up making the decision, having the courage to actually take that step, which can sometimes be quite sad. All right. Let's put our flag in the ground. Entrepreneurism has been romanticized over the past 20 years, romanticized, that we now have celebrity business builders. We now have people that love to highlight the stories of putting everything on the line and, you know, testing it out to build this huge grand business and, you know, that's just so courageous or if you look at it in some way, pretty stupid, right? And it's not for everyone because there's the level of courage. Then there's the, I guess, the media spin on stories and also what's real and what's not. And when we're talking about SMEs and people wanting to build their companies and are self-funded and doing things, we've got to really define what is courage for us. Is this about risking your family's livelihoods and everything you own just to see if you can build this great empire? I'm not sure. And these are the things you're going to need to calibrate as a business owner. Now, I've mentioned this before. I think I was pretty courageous in my 20s, but maybe a pretty, not erratic, but I wasn't worried about consequence of my decisions in terms of my self-investment. So consequently, started my 30s with not much, probably in the negatives as we've spoken about before. Not probably, definitely in the negatives when Alana and my paths crossed Thank God you didn't want me for my money, Lana. Such a lucky girl. (laughs) I sleep well at night knowing it was just my looks. So (laughs) now let's talk about the types of courage that you're going to need to develop because all of you out there, I assume, are listening to a high-performance podcast because you want to get an advantage, want to get an edge, want to go to the next level, want to change the way you're behaving in order to get better results, right? 
So the first of all, let's talk. A, let's look at the first courageous muscle you need to build, which is making true decision. I know we talk about this one a lot. I'm gonna I'm gonna handball to you. <laughs> wow, um, so many ways to go with this one. The only role of a leader is to make a decision. That's it. Because as a leader, you need people to follow you. And what do they follow? And you can talk about good leaders and bad leaders. You can talk about you know, some of us, our leaders that were the best ones we experienced were teachers. Sometimes they're our parents. Sometimes they're our first boss. But to me, the courage to make a decision is actually what defines you in business because you have to, often you have to make them fast. You don't always have the amount of information that you want. And that's something personally that I judge for good or for bad. If someone can't make a decision because they need more information, but they always need more information, that's not a leader I want on my team. Yeah, and this is, this is something you have to start looking out for and maybe self-analyze a little bit, which is what sort of leader are you and are you actually giving your business what it needs right now? So if you're in a business that needs strong decision-making, what we see in a lot of businesses is a very demographic democratic process as in the leader's a nice person they like to get as many opinions and then they basically make decisions by committee which there's been a lot of rhetoric around that in tech and you know having a more communal decision making but the reality is someone's making a decision somewhere even if there's an illusion that people are getting to contribute and it's not an illusion it's people get it, gather information and then someone makes the final decision in smaller businesses it is decision-making by committee and people wonder why there's a lack of direction or a lack of execution. So it's poor decision-making. It's half decisions. Oh, we should do this. Okay, let's try it as opposed to we're doing this. Now let's execute as though that was the only thing we're doing. There's a big difference. And if you look at your own business right now, where are you making decisions that aren't really decisions? They're just discussions where are you making the decision not to decide lana's actually right it's people want to make strong decisions but don't now what is a good decision a decision means obviously cutting off the other possibilities because you've decided to go a certain way and then you take the immediate and appropriate action to get that into play so we've done this painfully in a few of our companies where we make people make decisions And now get on your phone and start executing it before we leave the meeting. Now, that scares a lot of people because then you work out who's actually made a decision or who's part of the decision but not really going to execute because then you really see who's on board. And it's it's interesting to see the people who are surrounded by the decision because what I've always noticed is that insecure people, very bad at making decisions. Even when a decision is made, they will come back with another question. They will come back with another, just help me with this. Yeah, because it's not a decision then if people are coming back with questions around whether we should do it. There should be questions around how to execute it, but that's when you know if you've got an organisation that's really good at executing is people understand when they've passed a point. There's an inflection point, which is this is what we need to do. We've decided to do it. We now don't question whether we should do it. We leave that for post-execution. We look at the results and the analysis of, was that a good decision? Because most people think decisions have to be right. No, 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 no. 
decisions need to be decisions on with the information and resources we currently have, was that the right move forward? I believe that's why you and I are quite good at making decisions because we have enough ego, arrogance, self-assuredness to know that even if it's not the right decision, the path that it puts us on will be better than the path we're on now. So we're quite comfortable with that. Let's explain that a little bit. Why would we want that? The reason is it's progression. The second reason is when you find yourself progressed and it's wrong, you've now taken away one of the things you should be doing and you swap. And nothing's as bad as you think it is, if, even if it's the wrong path. And that's why you don't risk everything on one decision because that's not the point. That's gambling. That's a, that's a Hail Mary, right? What we're talking about is consistent execution via decision-making. And it's just not as common as you think. Everyone, everyone out there would be listening and go, are you telling me you're doing a podcast on making decisions? Yes. Have a look yes. at your business right now <laughs> and where are true decisions being made? So if you've decided to go somewhere, well, what have you done to execute that? So I've got an instance, like literally an hour ago, we've got a company that we basically, we know we want to get going by next financial year. Great. Email out to the account, set up that company ready to go for that thing. Most people would say, all right, we can leave that six months. Go, no, no, we've decided we're doing it. Now let's just do all the things that can get out of the way so we're not held back when we put some momentum behind it, right? You execute what you can straight away if it's a true decision. When we started the podcast, you know, Nigel and I are looking around, what do we need to get? Let's make sure we can build a studio. Let's do that. Lana says, have you bought it yet? And we're an hour and a half in, right? And she was right even though I reckon pretty early, but right in the thing, which was you should have already executed that. We've decided we're going to do it. Stop mucking around with the details. Let's get moving. And if we need more stuff, we'll get it. If we need less, we'll change it. But the important bit is actually making the content and getting going, not worrying about what equipment's coming in. It's something that I, I need to work on myself is that I don't suffer fools lightly, but to me, all in my head. Him. Is someone who promises to do something and doesn't deliver. She's got enough suffering of fools for those. Full quotient reach. Yeah. She's full in that department. That, that. She works with it. She lives with it. But we laugh a little bit, but honestly, look at your company right now and where you want to go. What decisions should have been made and actioned? What's not? What are you still afraid of? Because this is the courage. This is. It's everything from when you're a smaller company and you hire your first, what, you know, inverted commas, expensive resource or employer or, you know, consultant, whatever it is. It might be bringing on a business partner. It might be developing a new product. It might be upgrading your website. Now, for all those who are thinking about upgrading their website, there still has to be a business decision. You need to build a case around these things. But once it's clear or it feels the right thing to do because it's fixing a problem you currently have, you decide and you execute because you have to give that decision every opportunity to be successful. Most people don't. Can I talk a little bit about fitness? I'm really on that at the moment. Could we stop you? (laughs) Um, Probably not. (laughs) People decide to get fit and then they go to the gym and get injured and decide that that decision then needs to change. No, 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 no. You're just now navigating injuries. The decision was to get fit, not with the conditions you're putting on it. So I decided to get fit. Oh, but I had a blowout. I ate badly. So what? 
tomorrow you've still made the decision. What do you need to do? In business, it's the same thing. We decided to do this. Our resources got taken up by something else because this is in smaller businesses. We haven't not decided to keep doing that. We've got to find another way around it. You have to be dogged once you've made a decision to execute that decision. You're not allowed to half do it. That's Actually, you are allowed because that's fine. You become a poor business. But that's why we smash so many businesses because we just see them, don't we, Lana? They go, we've had that idea and go, but we executed it in a month and it's taken you two years. You had the idea, but come in and look at our best ideas. I'm not even scared of you seeing our best ideas because you'll never execute it. And it's something that a lot of business owners feel they're so special or the idea is so important that time equals quality. That's quite often not the case. And it's the idea of, you know, get it 70% right and get it into market because it's the feedback, it's the analysis that's going to make it better. Making the decision actually means taking action. If you haven't taken action, you haven't actually made yeah, a decision. Idea is a commodity. That- yeah, you've said yes, you've put your hand up, you've yep. said, yep, this is the way we're going. Without action, it's irrelevant. And that's employees, partners, whatever it might be. It's where you see the distinction between those who will be successful and those who won't be. And I am being that blunt. You won't be successful if you don't take action. It's as simple as that. And obviously the challenge is, well, how do I take action? Well, you take it. You find What you want to do, you break it down into the tasks and you or your team execute them to the best of their ability. And when things feel like they're going the wrong way, you adjust it. If things identify something else or unearth something that you didn't see when you made the decision, you can reevaluate if it's, you know, critically big. But it's the action quickly that starts to give you more information. It doesn't mean to stop it, but you have to get to a certain point. So some decisions would be implementing stage one of this project and at stage one you can then decide whether you need to continue on and do it because you know at this point in the decision making process that we don't have all the information we need but the only way to do that is actually to run down that path with a certain amount of resources at time so when you're doing products it might be a development cost or you might have a budget around what you're prepared to invest to get more information but that is the decision is to get to stage one most smes want to get to stage 55 and not prepared to do any of the work to get to stage one. And they never do the fundamentals. They never break down the things that are simple to get more information or to find more resources. And sometimes it's not the fundamentals. Sometimes it's, bluntly, sending a freaking email, picking up a phone. Following up a contact, following up an opportunity. And we call things like that fundamentals because we've done this for so long, we know what a fundamental is. If it's new to you or if you've never done it, it might not be your fundamental, but it is the very basic principle of do it. There's no yes or no. Or if you don't want to do it, then maybe it's not the best idea because it's not driving you. If it's the greatest idea like you think it is, then why aren't you suddenly driven to do it? Absolutely. And these are all the things that pop up. And I guess some of the common ones we were talking about is when you get to a decision around whether you should scale up. And that might be your business size, it might be your workforce, that's going to be a decision that comes up for you. But at that point, you might calibrate and say, do you know what? Actually, no, we just want to stay this size business. That's okay. And there's nothing wrong with that, by the way. 
but you have to keep making these decisions because it's sometimes courageous not to grow, as in knowing where your limitations at or what you want to build. No one said you have to be the biggest and best in the world. You need to be what you want to be. Other ones would be people who move from being self-employed or potentially have a job to a real business. So a lot of self-employed people need to make a decision that they're going to build a business, not remain self-employed, if that's their ambition. There's nothing wrong with earning a living from being self-employed, by the way. It's just not a business. It's a registered business, but it's not a real business which is wanting to grow into something that can sustain itself without you. So that's a big decision. You have to be courageous. You have to understand if you don't have the skill set, how am I going to do that? But all these things become important. Investing in infrastructure, seeking outside help, investing in things that will only be seen in the future because they're not now, but they need a long time to mature or they need a medium time to mature, whatever that is. Clearing pathways, people that were great for your business now that you've developed friendships for that can't serve you at the next stage. You might be scaling up and they don't have that skill set or they actually don't have the energy. Whatever it is, there are people in businesses that we see all the time that literally need to be moved out of the way because. They're the thing holding up that department or the resources or whatever it is. You must become an execution machine in your business. And that takes courage, it takes focus, and it takes confidence that you know where you want to drive your business. That's leadership. And it's not just your business, Lana. I mean, we talk about this all the time, Nigel. It's you've actually got to do the same in your personal life because there's no difference, is there? What do you want to get out of your life? And you and I are kindly quite brutal to each other that you are in charge of what you want to do. So if you want to go to the gym, go to the gym. If you want to stay up late, stay up late. But the consequences of that is there's no complaining in the morning because you've made that decision in your life. Allowing the person, whether it be life partner or business partner, (laughs) to get away with complaining after they've made a decision that they were well aware of, that's something that you and I refuse to let the other one do. No, we like the idea of total responsibility. So if you stayed up all night, you better not be talking about you being tired the next couple of days. Not interested. You made a choice. You did it. Deal with it. And the comment back to the other person will be, well, you should go to sleep. Very unhelpful. (laughs) (laughs) But it's a nice way of just that reminder of, I love you, but you're in charge of you. I don't need to hear what you've got going on because of the decision you made yeah. three days ago. My jeans don't fit. Stop eating chocolate. <laughs> like Whatever it is, I've got nothing against chocolate, by the way, but it's when you identify things in your life, what are we actually looking for when we talk to someone else about it? Are we actually looking for them to give us a little bit of encouragement that everything's okay and just you do you? Or are we looking for them to give us a solution? Either way, who cares? Because when you take complete ownership of what you're responsible for is Why are you seeking outside validation? And I get most people sitting there going, Tim, that's a bit brutal. Like life's about having people and support. I agree, but stop wasting it on the trivial. (laughs) Stop wasting it on things that don't serve you. Have in-depth relationships with people where you're not talking about boring stuff. It's just trivial stuff. And you actually have to start going in-depth with your execution as a personal mandate, which is this is what I want to be in my life. And these are the bits that I'm not doing well at. Great. What do I have in place to get there? Because if you're doing that in your personal life, it just feeds into your business. And I mean, Nigel, we've known each other a lot of years now. And the times when we've best grown is generally when I've been in better moods, better shape, better focus, because 
that's what needs to happen the same way with you, the things you've been working on. If you have that stuff not working, it just doesn't work in the business. Yeah. We've talked about it constantly about the care not carry. It's that internal version of it. If you're carrying all that baggage along, it's very hard to, I don't know what analogy to put in here, swim upstream, <laughs> bounce on the balloon, whatever it is. Bounce on the balloon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there's, the, there's the name of your book. <laughs> But yeah, you, that's because it just came out yeah, of my right. mouth without any thought. Back in the gym days, I think one of the best things and worst things combined that we ever did was our fitness challenge yep. because it came from a place where me as an employee at that time um, was super fit, brilliant, but you as the business owner and had been for quite a time weren't in the best headspace, but the focus of you getting back into what your version of yourself was changed that business and changed a lot of the decisions we made from that point and started to actually accelerate it. Yeah, it's it's so important that you understand your personal effect in a company. And to me, we look at back because we owned a gym, we did a fitness challenge which was how fit you could get in 12 weeks. You know, silly when you do it like that. It's not a long-term goal, but it was a good challenge at the time to get people going having these short sprints. Some people love that including myself. But at the end of the day, your whole life should be a 12-week challenge. This should be a 120-year challenge, which is how do I keep myself up in health and fitness, mental health, relationships, what are the pillars you need, and how am I filling those? Because it takes guts to do things that are a bit different to the norm. Like People still look at us and say, oh, you work so hard in your businesses, you're silly. Why do you get up at 5 o'clock in the morning and go to the gym? And it's not to be a hero. It's because we love it. It's enjoyable. It's what we need to do in order to get everything we want out of life. If we don't have that energy, we're done for and it's not normal. And I think these are the things that when we're talking about having courage in business, you have to look at where you're having courage in your personal life. Where are you not dictating what you want in life? Where are you letting others influence how you should live your your life? And it doesn't mean not playing as a team because Lana and I still play as a team. It would be completely different if Lana wasn't in my life and if I wasn't in Lana's life, we'd have completely different lives, not necessarily worse, as much as I'd hate to think that, but it's we would find a way to adapt for whatever that situation was. And we often do have that, I'll call it a joke, yeah. um, of if I wasn't with you, I'd be with someone else, equally as happy. It would not be it's- equal. <laughs> I go back on everything I've said in this podcast. It's a like you are lucky and you just don't forget it. But we, we often do forget. We think that by making this decision, life ends up better or worse. It's just different. It doesn't. You actually, it's just different. And different could be wonderful. Different could be terrible. But it's until you make that decision, you, you're never going to actually know. You're not going to be able to get there. And that's hard to figure for a lot out. of and people to worse, think like that with their partner decision. or their business. Or, you know, some people think this is the business of their life. I've thought that with every business I've had. This is the one that's going to take me to the end because when I'm in it, that's all that matters. But life evolves. People change. Everything changes. So you've got to accept that. Now, when you hear Alana and I saying, we know if we weren't together, we'd be with someone else. It doesn't mean we want to be. It just means that we understand that life is about adaption and about doing the things that make you happy. And at the moment, I'll speak for myself, there's nowhere else I'd want to be or could be happier. And all the investment is building a life that we can build together. And that's the same with your business. Here's the situation. What's the best I can get out of what I'm doing right now to make sure that A, I'm happy and I'm getting fulfillment in that area of my life? And I know that's easier said than done because it's not easy, by the way. 
you actually have to, you just have to live your whole life like that. Not just my business, just my personal relationship. It's everything. And it's take some time because most people don't actually know what gives them fulfillment. And that's the real truth of it all. We have to learn this. And frankly, we only know what makes us happy now, but we're certainly not fulfilled. I mean, are you? It's a deep question. Just a one, just a one, just a one (laughs) word answer would be fine. I'm fulfilled right now. Then winning. Doesn't mean I'll be fulfilled tomorrow (laughs) or next week. (laughs) But it's this point, isn't it? And what we're we're being a little bit silly, but there's there's truth in this. If you want to get everything that you want, there's a level of courage that you're going to need to implement as the base level of who you are as a person. And courage isn't about risking everything. Courage is about making those consistent decisions that push you in the direction that you feel most happy. It's about confronting things that are awkward. It means learning more with things that you don't know much about. It's about being vulnerable. But at the end of the day, if you start to consider that, you start to calibrate that, if you start to meditate on that and work out what that needs to be for you right now, because it'll be different in the future, and it was probably different in the past, you'll find a much more peaceful way of being able to make great decisions, stick by your decisions, and head down the path to get everything you want. Nigel, Lana, great to chat. Still all again next week. See ya. Well, that's the show for this week. Thanks for listening. And of course, if you head on over to backable.ai, you can access all the downloadables we've put together. Now, if you want to stay up to date with all things Backable and Philodomo, then make sure to join our Facebook group and follow us on one or all of the platforms you can find in the show description below. As always, if you have enjoyed this week's podcast, please don't forget to like, subscribe and leave a review. That's all from us for now. Have a great week and we look forward to speaking with you next week. Bye.